What is this? Uh, else fails. Well, excuse me, princess. Just shut up and listen. And listen good, chief. This is not a drill. Your words are as empty as your soul. But enough talk. How about you? When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wowie. Recently, I was out of town for work, had a work function down in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Uh, Louisville, for those who aren't familiar. Uh, there was a big to-do down there, training-wise. And, uh, you know, being a, a, a still a fairly new father, uh, my son's only about one and a half right now. So being away from him and the family and the wife and that kind of thing is, you know, it's still a little tender. It's like, I, you know, obviously I'd rather be home uh, with the family than, you know, out and about. But it's a new job and you do what, you know, the new job wants you to do. So I was uh, obliged. I went down to Louisville for uh, training for a few days. And, uh, like any new parents, you know, we're, we're constantly taking photos of the little one and shooting videos and all that stuff. And, uh, we've, we've already broken the, the ticker tape when it comes to taking bath shots. So, you know, pictures of him in the bath playing with toys and that kind of thing, you know, he's, his hair's kind of long. So we've been able to soap it up to a point where, you know, you can do the, the mohawk, you know, and the wife looks at me like I'm crazy, you know, why? Why would you do that to your son? I'm like, you know, as long as I'm giving him a bath, he's he's going to enjoy his soapy mohawk. Um, so he is starting to remind me of myself more and more. I mean, granted, he's only one, but I can see like in his mannerisms and the things that he's interested in and the things that he likes to do. Like he's he's definitely got that nerd gene. I was happy to pass that down to him, give him the geekdom, uh, the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom that he's going to have all this land and of nerd fandom is going to be yours one day, son. Um, whether you like it or not, it's, it's going to be yours. And he, we, we use a cup, you know, to kind of brush the water on him and kind of get the soap out of his hair and stuff like that. And he had the cup on his hand. And my wife was perplexed. She had no idea what he was doing. He was, you know, moving it in like a very, you know, jutted, uh, motions and like saying pew, pew, um, as you know, a baby would, and she was, you know, videotaping this. Or I guess it more, it was more of like a Skype call. I guess FaceTime for you Apple users out there. Nothing for you Android users out there. You guys have no such thing as video calling. Uh, that is Apple only. Sorry. And she couldn't figure out what he was doing. And I was like, he's got a cup on his hand, like he's Mega Man. I mean, I did that. I I vaguely, I say vaguely, just so I don't sound like a a complete. Just, you know, glasses five inches thick, you sweat and just standing in front of a vestibule. But I still remember the blue cup that I had that I put on my hand and shot like a blaster, like Mega Man. We were all there. We all had that blue cup. I think I still have that blue cup somewhere. So this is exactly what he was doing. He was putting this cup on his hand and, you know, pew pewing like Mega Man would. And sh she had no idea what he was doing. And I was like, oh, he's just, you know, he's got the cup on his hand like Mega Man. She says, who's Mega Man? I was, who's Mega Man? He's a super fighting robot. Yeah, that's what he is. I am Eric M. Hunter. This is When All Else Fails. It's an internet radio show for video game advice. And we have our very first question. Dear When All Else Fails. 
I have a friend who I've been playing video games with since we were kids. I guess he's my best friend. What? Hold on. You've been playing video games with somebody since you were kids. You think he's your best friend? You really need to give this best friend a hug next time you see him. That's a really mean thing to say. You guys are friends, okay? You're best friends. When we were kids, I was always the victim of every player two's worst nightmare. Third party controllers. The controller in question is the Mad Cat's Cubicon for the Nintendo GameCube. It's about one third the regular size and has a 30 foot cable, even though we sat maybe 10 feet away from the TV. This controller is the bane of my Smash Brother existence, as it is the only reason I lost match after match due to its unresponsive buttons. We are grown-ass adults now, and he still makes me use this damned controller. How can I convince my friend that it's fine to purchase a new official GameCube controller? Signed, Mad, about Mad Cats. That's, uh, that's kind of stirring up some bad memories on my end. Uh, being the younger of two brothers, I was definitely player two every single time. And I've had many friends that I would go over to their house and we'd play video games. And there was always that third party controller that Mad Cats or, uh, uh, man, I can't even think of any terrible third party controllers right now. But maybe it's because most of them are Mad Cats. Mad Cats made a lot of bad controllers. You made a lot of bad controllers, Mad Cats. I heard you make some pretty good fight sticks now. And that's pretty much all that you do. But past has not been good to you. The obvious answer to this question is... You know, when you decide that you, the two of you are going to play video games, you just snatch up that official controller and say, all right, mine. That's mine. I'm playing player one today. Now, I know that's not house rules. That's not typically what you do. You know, it's usually house rules is the person who owns the house gets player one. You pick up player two. But I mean, if you're grown ass adults, as you so simply state, then you're still playing with this Mad Cats controller since you were kids. I would think, A, it's, I think it is very well in your right to just nab up that player one and be like, you know, sit on the right side of the couch and I'll be on the left this time because that's where player one sits it's on the left. In case you didn't know, a lot of left-handed players playing on the left-hand side of the couch. But then again, I mean, if you've been using this controller since you were kids, you think you would have mastered it by now. I mean, my next suggestion would have been to just purchase the controller, the exact same controller, take it home and then practice playing with it for like, you know, 30 hours a day. Find those extra six hours in the day that you've just been squandering away with sleep or, you know, call up Superman to have him, you know, respin the earth so you can get those extra six hours to practice with this Mad Cat's controller. So you can become the master of it and then it wouldn't matter. I mean, you would you would welcome that controller the next time you went over his house and be like, yes, give me give me that 30 foot cable. No, no, I want to sit two feet away this time. I want it curled up at my feet. I want to get my toes all hunkered down into it, you know, like a like a snake coiling around my toesies. That's what I want to feel. I want to feel that cold threaded wire encased in plastic through my toes. That's what I want. Give me that. I, I can't even play on an official controller anymore. Nintendo who? Who makes GameCube controllers? Mad Cats does. That's who makes GameCube controllers. Mad Cats. I don't know what this purple thing is. I want the 
If it's not dwarfed in my hands, I don't want to play with it. The other thing you could do would be to smash all of the controllers and be like, you know what? Nobody's playing. Not now. Not ever. Sorry. Nobody's playing. Can't play. Can't play if we don't have any controllers. Huh. See what he says to that one. But yeah, you should probably, I mean, you're, you know what? Just when's the birthday? When's the Christmas time? Just gift him an official controller. Just be like, hey, I was on eBay. Just searching around as you do. Looking for, you know, this $10,000 copies of World Track Meet or whatever the hell the name of the game is. And I got the thinking. When we hang out to play video games, you stick me with that just crappy Mad Cat's controller. And, you know, I get it. Times were tough back in the, you know, the early 90s. No, when did the GameCube come out? 2000? Yeah, 1990, 2000. Times were tough. You know, you could only save up so much allowance money. You can only mow so many lawns. You can only shovel so many driveways. That one's for you, Canadian listeners. You're not mowing any lawns up there. You're doing nothing but shoveling snow. And I applaud you for that. You know, you, you save that money and, he, and then you go to the game store. You go to that GameStop or you go to that EB Games or that Toys R Us or Walmart or God, the, the corner store because everybody sells video games now. And you're looking at the display case. and You're like, all right, I can spend $50 and get this official Nintendo GameCube controller. It's indigo. I don't even know what indigo means. That color doesn't even exist. The band Indigo Girls don't even exist because the color just came into knowledge like in the past couple of decades. Centuries even. Because decades only 10 years. I need to go back farther. So centuries. And then you see this Mad Cats controller and it says it's compatible in quotation marks for the GameCube. The Nintendo GameCube. And you're like, you know what? It's five bucks cheaper. I could take this five bucks that I'm going to save by buying this Mad Cat controller over the official Nintendo controller and, you know, go buy that bubble gum that's shredded up like tobacco that, you know, that's got a baseball player on the front of it. Big League Chew. I could buy a pack of that. I could buy a pouch of wannabe tobacco gum bring it home with the Mad Cats controller and present it to the both of you. I get it. Times were tough. You're young. You're dumb. You make a lot of silly decisions. But we're adults now. You can afford the controller. Happy birthday. Merry Easter. Shalom Thanksgiving. There you go. That's what you should do. How about a game fact? This one comes from the Marble Madness Game Boy Advance board entitled, Why Does This Have to Exist? by Q underscore N with only one N. I couldn't even give him the second N. This is terrible. Why does this exist? Why couldn't they put their effort into something productive and reasonable, like picking berries or something? It would have been a better investment for them to become berry pickers than programmer IMO. Marble Madness for the Game Boy Advance. Who wouldn't want Portable Marble Madness? That sounds like a great idea to me. Portable Marble Madness. Unless, you know, you realize the game can be beat in like 12 minutes. Um, 
and then you just have a worthless cartridge just lying about because you know once you beat the game you work on a high score who's gonna see it nobody's gonna boot up your game boy advance cartridge and be like oh my gosh look at the high score you got on marble madness for the game boy advance nobody's gonna do that why did this have to exist why does this game exist could it be just a simple you know cash payout just a big old cash cow out there for you to just to snatch up and grill up some marble madness cash steaks sounds pretty good actually I mean, it was probably a simple conversion. It was probably a simple port for the most part. Coming from like the NES to the Game Boy Advance. They're about on par. I think they're a little... Game Boy Advance is probably a little bit nicer. It's got some Super NES titles, so it's got to be a little bit... It's got to be at least 16-bit-ish, you know, for the Game Boy Advance. Why does... Barry's picking, though. Why would you pick Barry's of all things? Because Barry's come in a bush, right? Most Barry's come in a bush. Like, you know, strawberries do. I think blackberries do. Wait, do strawberries come from the, like, is it a grove of strawberries or a vine? Is it a vineyard of strawberries? Where does my wine come from? Those are berries, right? Before they get left out overnight and your old Aunt Fran's got to sit on them for like two weeks before they turn into wine. Isn't that right? Isn't that how that works? But why does the game exist? I mean, there are studios that exists just to port games, just to move one games from one system or console to another system or console. That's all they do. You know, uh, there's a lot of popular of them. I'm not going to name them right now because I can't, you know, think of any. But but could you be a part of modern society, a contributor with your own hard-earned money, better as being a berry picker than as a programmer? That is the deep question right there. You know, like if you're standing in front of, you know, the job store and they're just, you know, you're late to get there, obviously, because you just had other things to do. Maybe you're over at the dum dum store just picking, you know, throwing dum dums in your in your in your shopping cart there. And you're like, oh, man, I got to go over to the job store and get a job. So, you, you know, you go over to the job store, the shelves are completely empty. You know, you're, you're looking up and down the aisles and it's just a ghost town. There's tumbleweeds and all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, you finally find like, oh, there's a, there's a giant section in the back uh, that's completely filled. None of them are taken. And you, you know, you cruise down with your shopping cart down that aisle and you look left and there's berry pickers jobs for one. And then on the right, there's the programmer pickers. And it's like, what do I do? What do I do? Because, you know, it's the berry pickers are advertised as, hey, you know, come pick berries for a living. And, you know, as part of your payment, we give you free berries. And it's like, man, I like berries. And you look to the right and it's like, hey, come be a programmer. You can program all kinds of things. And the majority of the time, those are probably just be ports of other games that aren't necessarily the best games. They're okay games. And most of the time they're not okay games, but you know, programming and you get to sit under, uh, you know, in a, in a building at a, uh, at a, uh, a desk in front of a computer and just typing away keys. And then, you know, the behind you, the berry pickers are like, Whoa, outside sunshine, fresh air, you know, get your hands dirty, be a man of the earth or a woman of the earth. Um, as I try to make this a genderless show, apparently, you know, you get in the dirt and make something of it. And Hey, did we, I mean, did we mention the free berries and blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, the programming job comes back and says, Oh, you know, but it rains and it thunders and lightnings and it gets cold. And, you know, you don't know if the berries are going to be, 
uh, are really going to help out and you don't know if they're going to be cooperative for you to pick them to get paid. Whereas in programmers, I mean, we got all kinds of stuff for you to program and, you know, all kinds of ports of mediocre slash not very good games and games you definitely don't want to play with a controller because they're much well better done in an arcade with a trackball and, you know, and, oh, you don't, these aren't the kind of programs you want to take home to mama. Ha ha ha. What are you going to do? You know, that's a hard decision. That's a very hard decision to make. I mean, you know, you can't take both of them. I guess either job is, either job is probably, would probably be fine. I don't think we really need Marble Madness on the Game Boy Advance. I think that's the conclusion that we've come to. Unfortunately. Let's just head over to the treasure chest. Why, hello, dear listener. Welcome to the treasure chest. This is the section of the show where it's all about you. That's right. It's all about you, what you are doing. Right now, we are under free press. You got a podcast you're doing? I want the link. I want to know about it. Did you write a book? I had a buddy of mine who just wrote a book. I'm reading it right now. It's okay. I've got, I, I want to talk to him about it afterwards when I'm done reading. It's okay. Um, did you make a short film? I was going to say story, but I just said book, so short film. Do you want to advertise that here on the show, right here in the treasure chest? You can do that. I just need you to contact me. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Eric Hunter. You can email me, if that's what you're into, eric at iamericm.com. That is the domain. Those are the emails that I will read on my phone when you send them to me doesn't have to be video game related did you make a cool potato salad you want people to know about it maybe your neighbors listen to this show and you made this very good potato salad and you're like hey i want my neighbors to know i made this kick-ass potato salad maybe you should go on when all else fails and say hey let my neighbors know that when they listen to this show i made this really good potato salad for sunday for the olympics because football's over American football for you Canadians again. And, you know, when you come over and we celebrate and grill out because the weather's getting kind of nice, I got this really good potato salad. I need to know that. This is where it'll go. Be part of the treasure chest here on When All Else Fails. Hit me up. Twitter, at Eric Hunter. Email, eric at iamericm.com. Be a part of the show. Let people know you've got you got what's going on. That's it. I'm done. Here we go. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Dear Fails, my brother and I were close when we were kids, but grew apart when he moved away for college. Man, that sucks. That's sad. Sorry to hear that. It's always a tough way to go. Now, I typically only see him on family holidays. Every time we get together, he wants to play video games, which is great. I agree. The problem is he only wants to play a handful of the same games over and over again. Mario Kart 64, Halo, Super Bomberman, and GoldenEye 64. Anytime I suggest a different game, he shuts it down and would rather not play anything. I think the reason he likes these select titles is because he's fairly good at them and wins more often than not. How can I open him up to play different titles? Signed, Stuck and a loop 64. This is a tough, tough question. 
Not tough enough for me because I'm going to give you a kick-ass answer, but it's a tough question. So we've got a lot of things going on. So we need to break that. We have to compartmentalize. Compartmentalize? Compartmentalize? That's not the word. What's the word? Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize? Mm. We have to break down in smaller chunks. <laughs> That's what we got. We got to break this down in smaller chunks. I'm going to stop using big words. It's clearly at, this is not the day for me to use big words. So you only see them on holidays. So I'm assuming it's the traditional family holidays, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, maybe a birthday or two. Let's say both of your parents are still good. You probably come, especially for mom's birthday. I'm sure dad doesn't care. So now we're looking at Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mom's birthday. So we got four, maybe five. So of those four, maybe five days throughout the 365 days of the year, 360 of those days, you get to pick what games you want to play. Of the five, you have to play what your brother wants to play. Come on. Who are we getting here? You know you like playing these games. We've got Mario Kart 64. One of the greatest kart racers of all time. Is Mario Kart 8 better? Absolutely. Halo. One of the like biggest multiplayer first-person shooters that has come to completely boost this off and to become, you know, just this giant genre that you can't get away from anymore. And it's sickening. I just want to slam my head into the wall until I don't have to hear about games like Call of Duty or Battlefield. Is Halo 3 better? Yes, it's a much better game. Super Bomberman, a cold stone classic. Is Mega Bomberman on the Genesis better? God, hands down, it's a much better game. GoldenEye 64, don't even get me started. I don't care what people say about this game. This is one of the worst multiplayer games of all time. Play Perfect Dark. What is wrong with you people? GoldenEye 64. But every time you suggest a different game, he shoots it down. Okay. And he would rather not play anything. That's not true. That's not what happens when people say, I want to play video games and you're like, oh, let's play X, Y, Z. And they're like, no, I'd rather not play anything. I mean, this isn't, what do you think this is? We're not playing, you know, Earthworm Jim 3D. We're not playing Booger Man. He's going to want to play a game. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't have to be these five games. Was it five, one, two, three, four, four games? I just made up the fifth one. We'll just call it Mortal Kombat. Everybody, let's play Mortal Kombat. We're going to call it Mortal Kombat. Maybe you should stop suggesting the game. Just say, hey, this is what we're going to play. And then when he's like, oh, what about Mario Kart 64? We're like, oh, it's broken. I let a friend borrow it. I didn't want it in my house anymore. It makes me sick the second I walk into the room and I can smell Mario Kart 64. Gross. I had had to banish that demon outside of my walls. We're not playing Mario Kart 64. Halo. I got a Halo for you. I got a Halo for you right here. Three of them, actually. Halo 3. Much better game. Super Bomberman. Mega. Mega. It's the only reason to own a Sega Genesis is to play Mega Bomberman. And I already mentioned Perfect Dark. Because let's be real. I mean, real deal. Cheese wheel. The remake, the HD remake for Perfect Dark on the Xbox 360. Rare replay. That's the game to play. Not this GoldenEye garbage. Come on. It's James Bond. It's Pierce Brosnan. He's not piercing anything. He's not piercing my heart. I don't feel it. No. Perfect Dark. It's got GoldenEye levels in it. (laughs) There you go. Much better game. Right there. 
So that's what you do. You just say these games don't exist anymore. You do the Jedi mind trick and say, these aren't the games you're looking for. But not in the sing-songy fashion I just did it in. That's not what you do. You just say, hey, let's play the, I, the game's gone. It's broken. Well, I borrowed it to a friend. Gave it to him. The other suggestion would be, you say that these are the games that he's fairly good at and then often wins more often, or often wins. Get better. Get so good at these games that he loses every time and refuses to play. Why on earth would he want to lose to his brother? It's the only reason he's playing these four games. Five if you count Mortal Kombat, because everybody likes playing Mortal Kombat. I said that earlier. So you get so good at these games that he's like, you know what? I can't play these games anymore. I want to play something else. Boom. Here is a list. Present to him in a beautiful wooden box lined with red velvet. Four or five titles, Mortal Kombat included. Say, here you go, brother. We can play whatever you want to play. Provided it's one of these games and not the ones that we typically play. That's, there you go. That's what you can do. Or, you know, you can go outside, I guess. Throw a football around. I think that's what they're called. Maybe a disc, a frisbee of sorts. And just forget about the video game thing altogether. That's dumb. Don't do that. Just pick one of the other things. How about a game fact? This one comes from the Wii Sports Board. Why can't I win at boxing? By Chuck Norris, number seven. Okay. So I was playing this game with my little sister, who was nine BTW. And we went on boxing. But no matter what I tried, I couldn't beat her. I tried dodging, blocking, even uppercuts, but she keeps punching very quickly and beats me. She doesn't even dodge, block, or anything else. She just punches. I just don't get how she can beat me again and again like that. So I, I need to improve any tips on how I can get better. TLDR. My little sister keeps beating me at boxing and I need some tips on how to get better. That comes from CAC Norris seven. It's like Chuck, but the U is an A instead. So it's Chuck Norris seven. How do you get better at a nine-year-old in boxing? You can't. That is the answer. You are falling for the trap that all of us even gamers or anybody who calls themselves a gamer falls for. The person who smashes buttons will always be better than the person who plans. And that is a fact. So you go back to any 2D fighter of all time. The person who is a button smasher will always win somebody who plans. You cannot beat an elite if you're too busy beating the something that rhymes with elite, but not the elite, the other, like the, the average Joe person. That is a true fact right there. You cannot beat somebody who's a button smasher. You can try your best. You can even say, hey, you're not playing the game right. But here's the thing. The, a video game is already have concrete, like subjective rules that you can't, technically break unless if you break them because there's lots of videos out there of people breaking the rules of a video game but you know what i mean so they're playing within the confines of the game the only problem is is you're trying to have a strategy where your nine-year-old sister is basically just going blank and 
spacing out for two and a half minutes while she beats you senseless at Wii Sports Boxing. She's just flailing like a mad person. That's what you got to do. Those people that you see in the park who are talking to themselves that are swaying back and forth and then suddenly just shout at the top of their lungs and then, you know, start running towards people with their arms and kind of a, uh, a weird, uh, uh, like a Ferris wheel, um, uh, like a water wheel fashion. What is that called? You know, like, you know, just like they're nothing but a blurry of fists. That's a nine-year-old playing Wii Sports Boxing. That's who you got to be. Do not go Rocky two on this. I don't need you climbing stairs. I don't need you in a freezer hitting frozen meat with your bare fists because that's crazy. Cause we're talking about a video game, but more importantly, you need to realize that there is no strategy there. You need to make your mind go blank. You need to find that inner essence, that inner child that would rather be doing anything in the world Except for playing this game. Your objective is just to get the game over. So what do you do? You close your eyes. You clear your mind. And then you just furiously fling your arms back and forth like like a madman. Like you're hopped up on jelly. And food stuffing. Love stuffing. So good. That's a goal. That'll do it for this episode of When All Else Fails. My name is Eric M. Hunter. Hit me up on Twitter at Eric Hunter. Email me at eric at iamericm.com. If you would like to contribute to the show, looking for advice, have something to pump out, send it to me on those social areas and be a part of something, whatever this is. I don't know what this is anymore. Uh, We're going to end the show like we always end the show with the popularity of Mario Odyssey and all the crazy power-ups that he can do. We are going to ask ourselves, what is the next crazy power-up? And we'll talk about it on the next episode of how it can be implemented in the game. This week's Mario power-up. A square wheel. It's not going anywhere. Until next time. I am Eric M. giving you hugs and mugs when all else fails. You were almost a Jill sandwich.